Hey, welcome to Answer the Call. This is your host, Kelsey Kemp. I am a career coach specialized in helping Christians discern their occupational calling and then practically land a sweet job that's aligned with it, or even start a business if you're called to entrepreneurship. And today, this morning, actually, it's a good Friday. What's up? Um, I just came upon a passage when I was reading the Bible this morning, as I typically do, that just stopped me in my tracks. And it struck me so much with the feeling of, wow, I wish that I had read this before uh, or in the early days of starting my business. I mean, it's still obviously even encouraging to me now, and I'll explain why. Um, and I wish that I knew this verse or this passage before I embarked on, you know, anything that's kind of like a lot of effort. You'll relate to this if you're considering um, or are in the midst of a job search season where you're networking and applying to new jobs. This will be so encouraging to you. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it and I'll make this a quick episode of sharing what I took from it and what implications this has, I believe, for um, these big seasons in our life, where when we're embarking on something new or hoping for a new outcome, especially if you are a job seeker or a new business owner. So um, I am going to read this from Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 1 through 6 goodness, this got me shook. Okay. Yeah. And I just like randomly came across this and I was like, Kirsten, my sister, and we were just excitedly talking about it. All right. So I'm going to read it. Um, Ship your grain across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures. Yes. In eight, you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. If clouds are full of water, they pour rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there it will lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands not be idle, for you do not know which seed, which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. That's the passage, and it just struck me so much because it's along, the, as you kind of collected, uh, the heading in my uh, New International Version uh, translation of this section of scripture is titled invest in many ventures or I could kind of see it titled as other things or, or other themes along the lines of uh, just sow your seeds plant your seeds and trust God to make the right one work out and if we fret over what should I do? Is this going to be the perfect action to take? Um, as it says, those who watch the wind, maybe like as I read that scripture, I kind of imagined people just trying it as I have before, <laughs> trying to predict everything like, oh, this isn't the right time to plant seed. Maybe I should change up all my plans or overthink everything um, and trying to predict uh, the future so much. When we do that, 
it really limits the action that we take. Instead of just picking, I guess, kind of more logically and obviously, all right, let's make a deal with myself. I know that these are the, this is the, um, a good set of actions to generally take if I would like XYZ result. Like if you're hoping for a new job in the near future, you could pretty confidently say, all right, I know people talk about networking. I should probably learn a a thing or two about that and just start initiating conversations with people. That's going to be generally a really good idea. Why don't I just trust in that and go plant my seeds and take some action and rack up some conversations without constantly overthinking maybe this isn't the right person to talk to. Maybe this person will think I'm wasting their time. Maybe this isn't predictably going to land a dream job or give me favor in the application process. What if instead you just really embraced what this verse or this passage says, which I'll read it over you again of, um, just go ahead and invest in multiple ventures, get multiple kind of, if I continue with the networking example, um, go ahead and initiate a diversity of conversations because you, it says you do not know what disaster may come upon the land when it's talking about um, ship your grains across the sea. After many days, you will receive a return. Uh, Invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight, you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Um, That's in verses one and two of chapter 11 in Ecclesiastes. Um, So in the same way, uh, on the positive end, why don't you go ahead and initiate multiple conversations? You don't know which one is going to work out. And isn't it true when we overthink everything and just try to make everything perfect and predict, oh, I bet that wouldn't work out. And so I'm going to count myself out and really end up taking a lot less action than the person that just says, I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm just going to cast my net a little wider. Um, you just end up taking less action. And this verse is saying, or this passage is saying, um, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb. So you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. So just sow your seed in the morning and at evening, let your hands not be idle for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or even whether both will do equally well. And I guess I should tell a story of why this struck me so much (laughs) is, um, man, this, this passage just so, so encapsulates my feelings that I struggled against and even still struggle against in entrepreneurship in the first few years, honestly, of starting a business, I realized it's extremely common like this. (laughs) It's funny. I don't know if y'all relate to me in this, but I feel like as humans, we kind of tend to think our struggles are unique when they just really aren't. Um, But I've come to realize this is common um, to feel frustrated and feeling like, wow, there's so many things I could do, but it's as humans, we're less motivated to take action when we can't predict success from them. Um, I think that we all inherently know this, but don't we all really just want, I know if I do A, 
I will get B uh, result that I'm hoping for. And that is just not something that we get to have um, when we're embarking on something new. And when we haven't had enough experience to see patterns emerge. You really only get the privilege of seeing more successful patterns in a more narrow path um, become, I guess, uh, come to your awareness. You only get that privilege once you've taken a lot of action. And so in, <laughs> and on the front end, that could be very exhausting. Uh, motivation is honestly hard to sc- excuse me, (laughs) to scrape up. Um, And it could be so frustrating. I found myself having so little motivation for to just tackle what I saw as the mountain of activities of, I don't really know how to like get my first client (laughs) or um, how will people find me? Gosh, the internet is so big. How do I serve the right people? I don't know. Um, and instead of just kind of making it more clear cut of, well, don't you know that like generally it would be a good thing to just, why don't you go ahead and rack up more speaking engagements? Ask if you could help more people for free. Why don't you just initiate more conversations, um, with people where you learn from others who are ahead of you in this similar kind of industry, um, and also just make more connections and catch up with past friends and just let them know what you're doing. And yeah, it might take longer than you think. And it's not going to be like this instant gratification button of like, yeah, I'm doing well now. (laughs) But why don't you just kind of like stay in the fight and keep on doing stuff like that. And my brain just really didn't make it that simple. (laughs) Instead, I got really um, unmotivated and defeated because it I'm sure that you might feel this similarly in the job hunt, uh, if that is something that you're doing right now, or I'm sure there's, you know, like a billion circumstances in life that might relate to this kind of parable that I'm sharing. Um, But success or um, getting what we're hoping for is rarely ever one, two, three, finish line, yay. It's like one, B, uh, blueberry, um, uh, tears, <laughs> uh, monkey, seven. Oh my gosh, it happened. <laughs> and that is, that's how it goes. And so I just was so encouraged by this passage because it, I, and you know, if you know anything about the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, um, it's really, uh, it's a part of the three, I think what are called the wisdom books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Um, they're kind of meant to be considered together. Proverbs being the book of wisdom literature that really makes you see life as, okay, there are some linear connections. Like uh, generally, um, if you do A, you will get B. So Proverbs are usually very satisfying to read or also very convicting when it's like, if you do this stupid thing, watch out, this is going to happen to you. When also when you read the Bible in context, you know, there's grace for these things. Just like as a human, you know, if every time you invest in ABC, it's not always going to win. 
So Proverbs is the food for thought literature that makes you think of life as linear and this is the rules um, to succeed. And then Ecclesiastes is essentially, you could try that all out, but everything under the sun is meaningless. <laughs> um, so you, uh, I think it's the more skeptical lens uh, on life. And I actually would really recommend that you go look up um, on YouTube, the, and I think there's also a podcast on this, The Bible Project. Um, they have a really excellent YouTube video describing this so much better than I am right now of quickly summarizing the meaning and the purpose of these three distinct uh, wisdom books of the Bible. Um, but then the last one is Job, um, where you see in this man's story, which is so painful and sad of um, having much and then losing much. Uh, but in that, in his story, you see um, him and his friends trying to logically work out, did I deserve this? Was there something else I should have done? Um, maybe sin caused all of this bad stuff to befall upon me. And we realize in at the end of that story, no, we can't make A plus B equals C uh, formulas in life like that because Job didn't deserve all that happened to him. But then yet God is still good in the end and he restored his joy and even his belongings. Um, and so anyway, just giving you a little context, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, just I, anyway, that's the context of Ecclesiastes. But I, in reading this passage in chapter 11, I was like, wow, this is such an encouragement, I hope, to um, anyone who feels like they're at the base of a mountain right now, hoping for a certain result, but maybe overthinking everything, making it really complicated, or um, getting unmotivated because you don't see certain quick patterns for success that you could exploit. Um, but instead, God is just saying, sow your seed. You don't, you will literally never figure out all of the patterns um, to reduce the, uh, uh, I guess, all of the patterns of success in life. You can't predict away or safeguard yourself from any failure whatsoever. It says like, you don't know which disaster will come upon like which ship essentially. And you also don't know which one's going to succeed. So just be faithful and take your action. So to make it very practical for the job seeker, you, and I walk through this with a lot of clients, and honestly, like, my heart drops just as theirs does. Every time we see a certain um, uh, recruiting process with a really, really amazing company go super well, and a client has taken a lot of action and spent a lot of effort, um, networking with people, building relationships at this dream company, they get an interview, they rock the first round, they prep and they rock the second round, they get invited to the third panel round interview, and I'm working on that with them, and I'm prepping them for it, and we're praying for it, and it goes so well, and lo and behold, they don't get the job offer, um, and I just want to encourage you, like, okay, first off, yes, my heart goes out to you. And that is, there's just really nothing that's going to make that not disappointing. 
Um, but those things, they just happen in life. But if we are just kind of playing the numbers game, which I tend to think kind of agrees with this passage, um, there are going to be other opportunities that we just have to trust the Lord because it also says in this passage, um, oh no, it flipped to the wrong page one second, um, but it says, you don't know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb. So you cannot understand the work of God and the maker of all things. And actually to quote a passage from Proverbs in chapter 16, I've quoted this in plenty of other podcasts. Um, but um, actually, why don't I just flip there now? Because I want to quote it exactly um, in chapter. Come on. I'm almost there chapter 16. Yeah, here we go. Um, chapter 16 in verse one, it says to humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord, it comes the proper answer of the tongue. So as we're speaking, notice that's still taking action. Like the Lord will orchestrate the proper answer from the tongue, no matter what's in our heart. Like, God, I thought this was the job. How on earth could I lose it at the last second? I thought I was going to be the one they picked. And then in, um, in verse nine, it says in this same chapter 16, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Imagine as you are lifting your foot in the air, taking action, walking forth, the Lord is establishing the steps according to his good and perfect will. All right. Um, and so I just wanted to encourage you in that to just keep on going because you don't know which one's going to work out. Um, but a job will work out for you. Eventually, you will hit your stride in business if you keep on investing in just, you know, let's say like seven or eight streams of action, like it says in the initial verses of like invest in seven or eight ships, um, it will work out. God is good. And he, as we know, he works all things to the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So some, like you don't, we, yeah, this is just the theme. It's defeating it's annoying to our human nature. We don't know which path is going to succeed, but one will. Um, and so why don't we just surrender that to the Lord? The last thing I wanted to share was how this actually, this whole principle mentioned in the passage really agrees even with the example of investing in the stock market. Um, earlier this year, I was um, just enjoying watching a lot of financial analysis and personal investing um, YouTube channels. And one of them was presenting an analysis on um, people who watch the stock market and essentially try to become, I mean, like essentially not always like day traders, not literally, I mean, um, if you essentially always try to like keep up so much on education and invest in like just the right stock at just the perfect time, I wish I had the exact stats from that YouTube video because they were really shocking. Um, but you will lose a lot more money over time or your earnings will be just like so much more minimal than the person who does not pay, pay attention to 
a shred of news for uh, like, I think it was over uh, 40 years of investing. So like an adulthood of investing behavior. The person who even through the 08 financial crisis, and actually they extrapolated this over, I think like a hundred year study. So even through the Great Depression um, and multiple financial ups and downs in the market, no matter what was going on in the world, for the person who just invested, for the more modern example, it was $200 a month for 40 years earned exponentially more even as they invested in the down years without looking at the news than the person who tried to predict everything. Not to mention the person who tried to predict everything, pull out when it looked like it was bad, or invest a lot over here for the company that looked promising. They (laughs) also ended up spending a lot of their mental and emotional energy and mental space on education that um, didn't serve them as well, uh, as opposed to the person who just invested in the S&P 500 $200 blindly month after month. And so if, <laughs> I thought that was so interesting. So like this highly advanced, uh, highly educated investor was recommending on this channel as many other investors do. And even my dad, my dad is a financial advisor. Um, He obviously, as his job, uh, does strategic investments for his clients. And so even that, he always recommends just the base of like shooting for like just, well, diversifying, obviously, but then just consistently investing no matter what. And even in the world of stocks, those are the people who time after time over decades and even hundred year studies, all ways come out on top. (laughs) So it's like God is even backing that up in this passage. So um, anyway, I hope that this relatively short episode uh, wasn't an encouragement to you as this message was to me this morning as I realized it. Why don't we just like faithfully plant our seeds not try to predict how the weather is going to look tomorrow or if that conversation is going to be the one that gets your resume passed on to the person. Let's just consistently stay in action, stay in prayer and like genuinely trust God to work out the results according to his good and perfect plan and his kindness towards us. Um, And so I hope this was also an encouragement to you if you, like me, as I'm sure we all have, been the person that, you know, we invest a significant amount of effort thinking this one thing was going to be the thing, and then it's not. Um, oh my gosh, that goes for so many things in life, even in relationships. Let's just continue to trust God. Like, uh, I'm going to read that verse just one last time. You cannot understand the work of God the maker of all things, like you, how, in verse five, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb. 
or so you cannot understand the work of all things. So just sow your seed in the morning and at evening, let your hands not be idle for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. All right, I'm gonna uh, salute and sign off there. Um, but I really hope this was encouraging. Let's just keep on taking some action and trusting the Lord to work through our words, work through our steps, work through the seeds that we plant. Um, let's, you know, do our part to give him something to work with. Um, all right. Uh, side note, I always like have a little pause when I, I say like, let's give him something to work with. Cause I know some of you are like, oh, Kelsey, like God can do anything. He could create something out of nothing. Don't we all know that? Yes. Um, but he is a really, uh, as I'm sure if you are any sort of uh, long-term listener to the podcast, um, I really appreciate sharing the theology of decision-making, uh, which is highly relevant to our careers and the theology uh, around like, what does it mean to make faithful decisions, which often translates into just taking faithful action, um, and leading a more active lifestyle, um, in partnering with God, uh, instead of being kind of obstinate creatures that just like sit in a dark room and say like, I'm just going to pray about it and like, wait for God to like send the perfect job offer to my email inbox. You know, we know that stuff doesn't happen, uh, necessarily. So, um, let's, like partner with God in lifting our foot to like take that next step and trust him to plant it in the right place. All right. Um, all right. I really hope that you have a wonderful week ahead. Um, and I'll see you next week. 